Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And tonight I am here with a full house, Mikey and Jeff, and we are going to be doing a review. Yes, sir, of the- a special birthday day. I fucking pod for Mike, too. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Happy birthday, Mike. It was Mike. my birthday. Thank oh you. Oh my thank god, you, you didn't even mention it, dude. Damn. All I right. didn't tell anyone I didn't tell anyone at work either, like a fucking creep. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> all right, Dahmer. That's awesome. Too. Good for you though. Happy birthday. Well, shout out <laughs> to you, Mike. Thank you. Happy birthday. Big two five. Big two Big five. Two five. More life to you, man. That's awesome. Um <laughs> <laughs> tonight we're gonna be reviewing UFC Fight Night, Josh Emmett versus Ilya Tuporia. This was in Jacksonville. And honestly, I had a, I thought this was a pretty inter- entertaining card all the way through. There were some absolute banger fights. I think there was three like really truly awesome fights on this card. Um, and yeah, I I was really impressed and content with this card. the The crowd was engaged and very good, and everyone looked solid. And yeah, I was really impressed. Um, so Courtney, first off, hit her lock, which was Cedrique Dumas. So shout out! Yeah, I couldn't to fucking believe it. <laughs> Dude. she was she was dead on <laughs> he was so a dog to too wasn't he yeah the, a lot of dogs won um on this card as well and yeah so that was impressive mikey you went four four and one you your nyquil fight of the night was justin toffa versus austin lane but we voided that because it was a no contest um thank you yeah so you hit on Ilya, missed on amanda Hibas, uh void toffa Missed on Gabriel Santos, hit on Brendan Allen, missed on Phil Rowe, hit on Joshua Van, hit on Jack Jenkins, and missed on Cody Brundage. Jeff, you went eight four eight four and one. You missed your Hammy Sosa's lock of the night, which was Ilya by KO or sub, and that's such a bad beat. That's a second one of your those bad Dude, beats. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I need to. Stop. I need to just do it straight. New rule. Yeah. It's got to be straight. It's got to no be more straight. fucking no more by knockout. Even though the fucking the money. It makes it fucking worth it, dude. I can't, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, that, that was a, <laughs> that was a ridiculous. Bad beat. bad beat there. Hit on Ilya. Hit on Barber. Uh, Void Taffa. Hit on Onama. Brendan Magny. Uh, Randy Brown and Rebecca. You hit on all those. Missed on Jillian. Missed on Zalgas. Missed on Trevor Peak. Hit on Jack Jenkins and missed on Cody Brundage. I went eight four and one as well. My prelim pick of the night was Peak versus Mary's Call. I hit on Toporia. Hit on Macy Barber. Void Taffa, Miss Santos, hit on Brendan Allen, Neil Magny, Randy Brown, and Mateusz Rebecki. And then I missed on Robertson, missed on uh, Zalgas, and then I hit on Mariscal, hit on Jenkins, and missed on Brundage. Mikey, you are now 76, 65, and 2 all time. And you are 7 and 8 on NyQuil Fight of the Night picks. And Jeff, you are 86, 67, and 2 all time. You are 8 and 9 on Hammy Social Lock of the Night of the Night picks. And then I moved to 97, 71, and 2 all time. So let's talk about the main event, an absolute boxing clinic put on by Ilya Taporia. Josh Emmett takes a brutal beating at the hands of Ilya. And goddamn, that's all I can really say about this performance. The, the, the second thing that comes to mind is that Ilya Taporia would have absolutely murdered Patty Pimblett. And I'm going to give it to Mike oh, yeah. first, the, our resident Patty hater. Um, what were your thoughts on this fight, and what do you think would have happened to Patty? Not to make this fight about him, but just I want to hear your two cents on it real quick. Patty versus Ilya. Oh yeah, I just want to hear how. Oh your my thoughts. god, I as the birthday boy. Talking... 
I remember they were talking about that shit, and then I remember um when Armin Sarukian won his last, or he lost his last, so won the one before they brought that up. I'm like, yeah. what are these fucking Momos talking about? Pairing <laughs> Patty up against these fucking killers, dude. First off, I don't think he... Uh, harp on Patty a little bit here for a second. I don't think he's beaten anyone within the top fucking 20 as of right now. And we're talking about two guys who... Like, what are we what are we doing? Like <laughs> why why is this even a thing? I don't really understand. Like the I don't I just I don't get where that comes from at all. What is he shown in any fight does it even deserve it's, to step in the ring with It's just because the background guys? just cuz yeah. they fucking had that whole hand sanitizer moment. Yeah, I know. I, hand sanitizer boy. I know the basis <laughs> of it, but holy fucking shit, dude. It would have literally looked like one of us fighting Ilya Tapoya if Patty would have fought him. All I'm going to say is fucking Ilya drug Bryce Mitchell to the gates of hell and had him looking like he was like in purgatory. And I think Bryce Mitchell, as of right now, I think we can all agree, is, would you say, 10 times the fighter Patty is? Five times? I mean, he's yeah. significantly better. 10 times might have been a little, little far, but five times at least. He's way fucking better. Not to mention, um, I just want to highlight Yair Rodriguez, too. How fucking strong was he to get Josh Emmett out after what Josh the beating Josh Emmett took from Ilya, and he went the distance, and Yair was able to get him out of there? Uh, that really stuck out to me as well. Jeff, did that <laughs> aspect of the fight stick out to you? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. It, was, it might as well have been a fucking knockout the way that fucking Ilya did him. True. This might be worse than getting knocked out. This is definitely worse, but it's, I mean, it was. I mean, like, no, nah, I, I don't think it was worse because it did show show that Emmett had the fucking heart of a dog. Yeah, shout out Josh Emmett, dude. But, I'm a, I'm a fan of this guy. I feel so bad because it's like he just is happening to come up during a time when there's some absolute killers at the top. But like, this is one of them beats where it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, like, like. Was it really this much of a fucking mismatch? Like, wh- what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, honestly, it... I'm not saying I'm a know it all or anything by any means because it's not breaking news because he was a minus 350 favorite. But I truly did think it was this much of a mismatch going in. I didn't think Emmett looked that good his last fight going into this. And it's one of the things that really just blew my shit about Emmett in this fight was I- I'm happy he made the five rounds, I'm happy he got the crowd into it. But when you can't defend a lead jab, I mean, come on, man. Tapuria yeah. must have hit him with that fucking lead left. I, Me and Jeff were, like, almost sitting there counting. I kept saying it. I was like, lead jab, lead jab. Like, if you're getting split open with a lead jab with no defense, I mean, what is going on? Yeah, it was truly just – it was also just a, cl- a master class of counter-striking because, I mean, really, Emmett was just pouring it on there. Um, he was throwing these, like, crazy looping – almost Trevor Peak-like looping shots, which we'll get to him later. Um, and then Ilya was just able to counter-strike within those shots. He wasn't really taking too much. Uh, um, and he just was really... He was taking what Emmett was giving him, but he wasn't uh, you know, putting his foot on the gas at so much. And he was just being really smart. And I don't know, it was a beautifully uh, thought-out fight by Emmett. And it was just an extremely or Tuporia rather. And it was just an extremely impressive performance from him. Um, yeah. I, 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 Mike, do you have any idea what happens next to Tuporia and Emmett? 
Well, that's what I was going to talk about a little bit, too. And before I talk about that, because this is going to kind of lead to that, I think another thing Taporia brings to this division that's really interesting, and you could see in this fight, because Josh Emmett is a team alpha male guy. I mean, he will grapple and wrestle from time to time. I don't think a lot of guys are going to – I don't know if he thought this during the fight, but I don't think a lot of guys are going to really want to grapple and wrestle with him either, because Taporia is not bad on the ground. He's a fucking brute, dude. Like He brings a really interesting mix – to the top because you look at the top, you got Yair, striker, somewhat grappler, Max, straight striker, Ortega, pretty much straight grappler, Allen, straight striker. So he brings a pretty interesting mix outside of Volk. And, uh, well, I was thinking with Ortega, there's a lot of rumors about him fighting Giga, Chikadze. So I don't know if that's how that's going to go, but it seems like they both verbally agreed on it. Obviously, Max is going to fight fucking TKZ. I mean, it seems like a dream matchup to have Taporia fight Arnold Allen. I, yeah, I'd love to see fuck. that. Holy fuck. Yeah. I'd love to see but that. But do I mean, we see it before one of them get, get the belt? Kind of like that. I think so. Because, I kind of feel like. I think so just because Taporia just fought and then fighting for the belts in, what, two weeks. So it's really not, yeah, not far I off. guess that is a perfect title eliminator, too. And it's got not it. like the it's not like the champs go back to back like the contenders do. Like Volk might not fight the rest of the year for all we fucking know after this. Yeah. My so boy I don't, that's what I think. I think I don't know. Matchup. Arnold Arnold might have something to give Ilya, maybe. No, he yeah. will. He will. I it's gonna be a great fight. It's gonna be like minus maybe Ilya minus one fifty. Dude, I don't even know where you put the odds on that one. I think it's Ilya minus one. Yeah, I think I, I think they'll open at a pick and then close, is yeah, the Arnold, with Ilya a little Arnold more bigger, favor. He is bigger, right? I think... Yeah, he's definitely got more reach. Yeah. Arnold's fucking awesome. I love watching him fight. Yeah, that was my thought. Because if you look up the rankings, I mean, I don't think... He, I, it would be cool to see Ilya fight Cater, but I feel like he kind of almost did the same thing fighting Emmett. Like, it's kind of... Yeah. You're fighting the same person damn near. It's kind of not pointless, but... Not really holding too much weight. And then you look up the rankings. I mean, everyone else is pretty much booked. So, yeah, him and Allen is what I would think. Unless Ortega doesn't fight Giga. But I don't I, know if Ortega is going to want to fight Tepori either. I'd rather him take a bigger step than Ortega. I mean, Emmett was just fighting for the interim belt. I'd rather it be Arnold yeah. Allen or Max Holloway or the belt. Yeah, me too. I'm with you on that. I just think. Or yeah, I just think, yeah it makes the most sense for, for him and Allen. Because I don't think if Yair loses to Volk, I think he's going to take a beating. I don't think he's going to jump right back in the ring and want to fight one of these guys who could also put a beating on him. I, yeah, I just think it makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, that kind of does. It wouldn't be that. I mean, that, that's like. I don't know, dude. Time we, we, saw what happened, we saw what happened to Max when he fought Volk, dude. I, yeah, I know. Dude, I know. But took, still, Ilya doesn't need to. Hop right back into it. No, I don't think Volk's gonna fight that soon, though. No, that's no, no, why no. I think I'm that's saying for Yair. No, but I'm saying I think Yair is gonna take an ass whooping if he loses to Volk. I don't think he's gonna even want to fight within the next, like, till the end of the year if he loses to Volk. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a pretty loss if he loses. Yeah, because they're gonna stand and bang, and Volk fucking puts it on you. I think it might be like a six month drought after Yair loses. I think possibly. Yeah, but I mean, that might be the closest thing possible. I mean, other than Arnold Allen, other Arnold Allen's like the only one without shit book. 
Yeah, that's yeah. why I said on and out. Well, there you go. All right, co-main event: Macy Barber versus Amanda Hibas. This was a this was a fucking awesome fight. And Jeff, I know you. I know you're a huge Macy Barber guy. I am as well. Why? Why did I take her as the fucking lock, dude? I thought I about it so much, and then I was like, man, I I let my boy Jack talk me out of it. He 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 was like, man, I I got fucking what you call it, Hibas, and I was like, dude, really? Yeah, and I was like. And I just kept going back and forth, back and forth with them. With them, I was like, "All right, I'm just going to take Macy, but I'm not going to take her as the lock." And what the fuck happens? <laughs> Fucking Ilias can't get him. Ten sevens a guy. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then I can't get a fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah can tough. we note that real quick too before we jump a little bit more into this fight? Was that the first fifty forty two card of all time? I think it was. Has there, has I don't there know been? If there's ever been one. Fifty forty twos. Not off the top of my head. I don't think so. I, that's the first 10 7. I, who, who else had a fucking 10 7? Think of Beeb. Yeah, but was it wasn't mixed with a 10 8? Because he also had it parlayed with a 10 8. <laughs> he had 42 fucking points. I didn't even think that was possible. Maybe if William Knight ever main evented like an LFA fight or something. <laughs> Probably saw you are a fucking hater. <laughs> you are uh, a fucking hater. Oh no! Only 50. back in two thousand and six, there was one. I think. Holy! Wow. Um. But yeah. So Macy Barber versus Amanda Hibas. May this is a new look Macy Barber. I mean, she is. She's looking awesome right now. Jeff, how are you feeling about Macy Barber? I mean, what a yeah, fight! Yeah, riding the fucking wave. I mean, her and Aaron Blanchfield. Seriously. Just yeah. fucking hammer them all the way to the fucking belt. Literally, that's uh, I, all I've been doing, and it's it's been going great for me. She's a fucking dog, and dude, the thing I love about her is her goddamn close range elbows, dude. When she's in the clinch, up. her elbows are fucking crazy. She literally only needs like three inches of workspace, and she's cooking you with her fucking elbows. Yeah, she caught Hebus and. Got her nose bleeding everywhere, and that was really that yeah. really was a turning point in the fight. Um, Mike, how are, how did you feel about this performance from Macy Barber? Um, I I think her nickname finally came to fruition. She probably truly is one of the futures of this division. But see, I I wrote that down, and I was thinking this while I wrote it. I I like her and Blainsfield a lot, but I think they are both going to have pretty tough roads to get to the top of this division because this division is some it's fucking a, murderous awesome. animals, dude. Alexa Grasso, Valentina's going to fight a few more times. I mean, she could end up fighting one of these ladies. Manny Furo, still have Talia Santos. I'm not Rose. saying neither one of them won't get there because yeah. one yeah, of the two Rose definitely will. Is in it. Yeah, no, oh, my Rose fucking God, it. stop. <laughs> Please. But I... I just love this division, dude. I like everyone in it. I just really, I don't even have a favorite because I just like all of them. I like what they all bring to the table. They all kind of bring something different. This, to me, was like a career-defining fight. I thought this and Taporia's fights were kind of career-defining. I thought they were two-year look back on, and you really have known that this is when they became true contenders for both of them. Because yeah. there was a time and place, you got to remember, I know Macy Barber was like 22, but when she lost to Mata Ferry, and people were kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, 
Like, he's lost to Roxanne out of Ferry. Other day, who who fucked me here? She lost to Out of Ferry, and then she lost to she lost two back to back. Yeah, someone just career. lost that fucking beater, and me and Max were talking about it in the preview. Oh yeah, it was. Oh man, I can't. We're like, how the fuck did she beat Macy Barber? Yeah, but she lost to Mata Ferry and lost to Alexa Grasso. So oh. Alexa Grasso is a champ, but you're probably talking about Mata Ferry because that's who we I was definitely thinking, talking about. I don't... Yeah, I feel like we're... it was definitely Mata Ferry. Yeah, that we were so talking about. yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a time and place when we weren't having these thoughts about Macy Barber whatsoever. Same kind of thing with Taporia. That's why I think these two fights were career-defining fights. I think this is where you look back and you really could tell that they were meant for the big leagues. Yeah, that's and a really Barbara, good point. Barbara, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. She she has some work. She definitely has a little cleanup to do defensively, I think we can all agree. She's not still not the cleanest defensive fighter, but it's really hard to emulate, I feel like, in the women's MMA sometimes that, like, uh, even in the men's, I should just say the, like, UFC in general, is that, like, true, like, drive and aggression she showed yeah. in her fights. Like, a lot of people just lack that. I feel like they try to be almost too meticulous. And she just, I felt like after round one that there was no way she was going to lose this fight. She just brought some crazy energy. I, I just felt like no, there's no fucking way in hell she was going to lose. And she also, brought, like, championship energy to the fight, to be honest. I think it's that switch to Team Alpha Male, Jim. I mean, it really is play, paying off for her. You can tell. She looks just so much better and has that confidence, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think she just looked fucking fantastic. And she just seems like one who lives for the moment. This was her most strikes since the Contender Series. And I think she's had, like, nine fights since then. This is her most yeah. strikes since then. Um, what, a, what a stage to do it on. She looked fucking awesome. Jeff, I have a question for you. Um, as the guy who looks most like Rose Namahunas on the podcast, uh, how do you feel about <laughs> Pat the Pedo punishing her legacy <laughs> as a fighter? Well, <laughs> crazy part about you, Max. You look the most like Pat the Pedo. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But how do, you, how do we feel about <laughs> Pat the Peta tarnishing Rose Namahunas' legacy? Because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> moving her up is a wild move. I... <laughs> <laughs> it is It is nuts. Like, I don't, I don't know what his <laughs> thought process awesome. is. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Her move up is it's very questionable, and especially after this week, seeing what fucking Macy just did. I, I don't know how you want to go into this division. I don't know either, especially against Manon. Come on now. And do you think she's going to do her last fucking... If her, if her performance is like last time, she's getting crushed. Holy. <laughs> Voice crack. I'm You're still going through the last time. Yeah. <laughs> But if um, watch no, out, yeah. Pat's gonna get you. Don't be quiet. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah, boy. it wasn't a crack. He's trembling. <laughs> yeah, I'm trembling. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's sidestep that. Um, Austin Lane versus Justin Toffa. This was gonna be a fucking awesome fight, and it was not. Austin Lane has one of the gnarliest eye pokes. He went like at least two knuckles deep into Justin Toffa's eye. It looked fucked. Oh. I wonder if he has a Bilal eye now. Um, it was disgusting, and dude, he might have no fucking eye now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like there was like white Holy... stuff coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, it even including the even including the Bilal, I think this 
This was the worst one I've ever watched live. Oh my god, it was disgusting. And it was, and I- it was by a fucking man. I kept saying to Jeff and his boys, it was by a man who was six foot six. Can you imagine how long his fingers are? Oh yeah, dude. God he's got to have eight inches. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, dude. He probably he probably touched off his brain on that one. It was insane. Um, so yeah, that was gross. And then David Onama versus Gabriel Santos. This was a good fight. Um. David Onama was down early, and he comes back and gets a nice knockout win over Gabriel Santos on a really kind of like slight shot that put Santos fully to sleep, which was pretty surprising out of nowhere. David Onama is an interesting, um, an interesting fighter because I mean he's coming off that fight against Nate Landwehr where he starts off really really strong and then slowly fades out with some tough cardio. I think he switches gyms, and this fight he starts off slower. Um, but then he gets hurt like pretty bad, and then he's able to weather that storm and come back. So it's interesting to see the transition of him and his fighting style. Um, I'm I'm a fan of David Onama. I like that he swore a bunch on TV during the ABC interview, mm-hmm. and DC was like, "You're on ABC, quit cussing." Um, but yeah, I'm I was impressed with this performance from him. I really thought he was going to lose after the first round, so to see him fully slump Santos like that was impressive. Um, but yeah, good performance from Onama. Mikey, what were your thoughts on the Onama performance? Yeah, Onama, another good performance. He has, just like I was saying, I mean, Barber looked obviously way better in her matchup, but he still has a shit ton of work to do on the defensive side and a little more in the cardio, but his cardio looked better than prior. But one thing I could not stop thinking about was, God damn, how unfortunate for Santos. Like, such a talented guy in the LFA and coming into the UFC. What an unfortunate first two fights take yeah. in the UFC and lose like it, he's just such a supremely talented guy to be 0-2 I, I would have never imagined it for him and at only 26 I mean he still has plenty of fucking time to bounce back but I just I would not have imagined this guy coming to the UFC starting 0-2 yeah I agree he because he's he's such a legit prospect too so I mean it's just tough he's he's drawing the tough fights um Jefferson how did you feel about the David Onama win yeah, and I also had a little criticism on uh what you call it, Santos. I I I feel like he like is a little too comfortable on his back. Yeah. And that's really really what set up because Ona- Onama just played it perfectly where he was keeping his hips low and heavy and being able to just keep on top of him and it, it really didn't like work out well for Santos, even though he was looking for submissions off the back, he still couldn't really get him on Onama, and that's what ended it really for him. Yeah, um, Brendan Allen. Yeah, yeah, on. I think he's still. I want to say one more thing too, and I think he still trains out of some like not. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a shitty gym. I don't know much about it, but not like the best gym in Brazil. Like, I think he might need a coaching change, big time. Yeah, I wonder why he's not. In like, I mean, I guess Brazil is a massive country, but I feel like the Brazilian guys kind of all train relatively close yeah, together. They do crank out some fantastic fighters, obviously, but I feel like some people maybe just like we were just talking about Macy Barber. Like some people, I feel like once they take that coaching change, it's just they become a whole different person yeah. for the better most of the time. Yeah, great, great point. Uh, Brendan Allen had a great performance against Bruno Silva. Very impressive. Very quick. He gets the submission very quickly on Bruno Silva, uh, drops him, and then is able to take his back and get the rear naked choke finish. I thought it was awesome um, 
the way that he set up that finish, like he slowly, that was like one of those ones you're like, he knocks him, he gets the ground and pound, but he takes his time. He doesn't overly gas out ground and pounding. And then he slowly like sets up like a four to five second long, maybe even longer setup for this rear naked choke finish, which is awesome. I love when a guy's setting traps and slowly uh, manipulating the other guy's body to go where he needs to go in order to get the submission. So I'll start with you, Jeff. That Brendan Allen performance was amazing. Um, he seems to be at the peak of his powers right now. What did you take away from his performance tonight? Or yeah, buddy's night? an absolute fucking dog. I mean, <laughs> what what did you catch what he walked out to, Max? No. Usually he has some fucking banger on deck. <laughs> yeah, and it skipped oh. on ours. The one me and Jeff are watching. Yeah, the whole fucking stream just skipped the fucking intro. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. Yeah, but either way, Buddy's fucking electric, dude. And yeah. I really hope they bring him fucking Louisiana. I'm trying to see fucking Boozy front row fucking yeah. watching Brendan Allen whoop some ass. Lil Wayne. <laughs> like, or did I say Atlanta or not? We're fucking Louisiana. No, you said, you Louisiana. said Louisiana. All right. I was yeah. about to say, I'm fucking half a mush right now. <laughs> yeah no i'd love to see that um yeah this was this was a great fight mikey how did you feel about the brendan allen performance uh i think this is my favorite one thus far of all of his performances i was thinking about it even over andre Manus, who was a pretty damn big win hey i i think brendan allen like you were saying max i think he's fucking found it i think he's found himself and he should only be fighting up from here. I don't want to see him fight no one else unranked from here on out unless he takes a couple of big losses in a row, which is always yeah. popular and are always a possibility in the UFC. But until he gets to that point, he should not be fighting back in the rankings. He should only be fighting up. I think he's proven that he's here to stay. He's a contender. I mean, he's already been in contention. I think he's been ranked for his last three or four fights. So what the fuck? Like, no more fighting back. And that's a that's a shout to his coach too. No more taking back fights. He needs to be fighting like Imavov, Gaslam, Hermanson. He needs to be fighting someone like that. Next. Yeah, the only problem is the losses to Chris Curtis and Sean. Yeah, those are. Yeah, but then he bounced back and beat Andre Munoz, and now he's won. I mean, what's was that four in a row or five? That was quite a few in a row now. Five. I don't. I think that was five. And it's not just the wins; it's how he's like he. It's how he's doing. I'm like we've all three talked about him making his fight IQ not being the best at times. He's at least for me, he's shown he had a little bit of moments in that Muniz fight, but he's shown that that's not him anymore. At least as of right now, yeah. He didn't seem like a dumb fighter to me. This no, last, he did not. This two days ago, well, we're, he seemed fucking awesome. It's actually six in a row. Jeez. That's what I mean. Like, I, he should not be fighting. Back oh wait, no, anymore. no. I'm looking at grappling too. Fucking tapology. <laughs> yeah, tapology. Right, that's a grappling. Five. Yeah, I mean that's um, it's pretty damn good. It might be Ford counting Sam Alvey. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> well, old smiling Sam uh, is you know quite the fighter. Uh, all right. Next fight, the most boring fight on the card. And classic Neil Magny fight. Classic clinch fest. Uh, shout out Neil Magny. I mean, that's what he does. He uh, sort of like Eljo-ish, you know, where it's like you can hate it, but no one else has been really able to beat it that much. Um, and I think Phil Rowe came in, 
seemed like Phil Rowe was talking a little bit of shit coming in, saying that he watched a bunch of tape on Neil Magny and knew exactly what he was going to do, what he needed to do to get the win. Um, obviously, these guys looked and kind of acted the exact same way as each other, but Neil Magny is able to really just show that there's levels to this shit against Phil Rowe. Um, he controls them the whole time against the cage. Uh, you know, a lot of clinch fighting and just is able to outpoint him and get the win. Uh, the most boring fight on the card, in my opinion. But we'll start with you, Mikey. What did you think about this one? Yeah, and, and you know, what you were just mentioning, not that what you're saying didn't make sense, but just didn't make any sense to me because all this motherfucker's been doing for like, what feels like two years now has been doing these grappling tournaments. Like if you yeah. look at like his tapology, it's loaded with gra- I'm talking about Phil Rowe, loaded yeah. with grappling tournaments. I I thought Literally. he was gonna have. I know Neil Magny's like a de- like you said, decent grappler against the cage, but I thought he was gonna be able to take it to old Neil. Like I thought the grappling would have been on his side. This was the supreme fumbling of the bag. This is a horrible miss for Rowe. This is a big fight for him. Would have been a really big win to get him back on track. I mean, I know he has two wins recently, but you're talking about Nico Price and Jason Witt. We're not talking about the most notable wins. You get one over Magny, that, that holds a little bit of weight. And, like, I don't, I just don't know where all that grappling training he's been doing went. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know either. I think, I don't know. Neil Magny must have some strength on him to just be like, he must just be like another world uh, strength wise because he was just able to get him in those controlled positions against the fence. And I think he's also really smart at how he uses his body. And he just yeah, has so and, much experience. And he's like Macy Barber with them fucking clinch strikes. That's yeah, what, for... like, really barely edged it out for him. Because, I mean, he he literally, like, you, you could, you're really splitting hairs trying to find out who won it. But on the numbers, I think Neil kind of edged him out on significant strikes. And that'll do. Yeah. yeah, and that's what was disappointing to me. I just thought – I would have really thought if it came to judge's scorecard that I, – I would have thought somehow, some way, Phil Rowe would have rolled him. I thought it yeah. was going to be his moment, it, and then it really wasn't. All right. Next fight on the card, Wellington Terman versus Randy Brown. This was a really good performance from Randy Brown. Um, He really pieced him up and looked really, really solid until third round. Wellington Terman was able to make it pretty messy, and – you know, show some life, but for the most part, Randy Brown really held it down and looked awesome in this fight. He gets the unanimous decision. Or wait, was this the one that was split? Um, no, this that was the Zalgus one was split, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, um, great performance, great win from Randy Brown. Very impressive. We can start with you, Mikey. How did you feel about the Randy Brown performance? Uh, I actually kind of felt a little opposite, and maybe just because I'm a little partial. So I didn't really think Wellington Terman is that great of a fighter, but a win is a win, no matter what. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought it was pretty damn close decision as well. Like, yeah, and I, I, I just, I don't know if you guys listened to my solo dolo preview, but I really thought Randy Brown was gonna fuck it. I, I thought he was gonna roll him. Yeah, me too. I did not think this I mean, was gonna Michael be close at me, all. Heard me fucking scream "rude boy" about eighty times fucking before he fought. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't expect this to be close. Like you said, Max. He overcame adversity and won, which is saying something for sure. But I just – I had no inclination leading to this fight that it was going to be close. I was kind of disappointed in the root boy. All right. Um, Jefferson, how did you feel about his performance? Yeah, real fucking 
I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I'm, I mean, he barely edged this one out. Not gonna lie, you could definitely say Wellington won that one. Yeah, and do any three of us, honestly, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but think that Wellington Terman's as good as Randy Brown? I just don't think that. Yeah, I thought fucking Rude Boy was going to knock out fucking Jack Della Madalena's fucking Jack Della Madalena. What a fight ago! Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was I was scared for Jack. I was like, damn, am I really going to have to start talking like Chet Hanks now <laughs> instead of <laughs> fucking saying Jack Della Madalena? But nope. <laughs> there you go. He saves you. Yeah, good point. Um, other fights on the card. Mateusz Rebecki crushes the legs of Loic Radzabov and is able to get the knockout. Um, I think he breaks Loic's legs and then also broke his toe while doing so. So that was really tough. And then... Tabitha Ritchie versus Jillian Robertson. Let's take some time just a little bit on this one. Jillian Robertson fell apart on this one and did not get into that second gear that she needed to get into. And Tabitha Ritchie is able to get the win here. Um, I was disappointed. I'm a Jillian Robertson guy. And Tabitha Ritchie is obviously a great talent, but I thought the grappling would be, you know, Jillian Robertson's thing. And she was not able to get her down and get her plans going and, she honestly looked broken in this fight. So I want to start with you, Jeff. What did you take away from the Jillian Robertson performance against Tabitha Ritchie? Yeah, she looked fucking awful, not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, she, she couldn't throw at all. And even when it, they get to the ground, her bread and butter, she got completely out fucking work, dude. Yeah, this she did. This was a terrible one for Jillian Robertson. I mean... I'm usually I'm usually riding high on the fucking meth head, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. <Damn. laughs> For legal reasons, I have to say Jillian Robertson does not smoke meth. <laughs> Way to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's someone I would assume that smokes meth, <laughs> out of all of them, I would not pick Jillian Robertson. There's definitely. I would pick her nine days out of nine. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen think... plenty of meth heads in my fucking in my lifetime, and she's. Oh God, he's he's doubling down. All right. Uh, legal reasons: Jillian Robertson does not smoke meth. Um, if you or a loved one smoke smokes meth, please reach out to a hotline or whatever um okay mikey how did you feel about the jillian robertson performance yeah i it was weird to me too because after the fight happened i like after me and jeff were sitting there watching it i had to check because i, I had jillian robinson's age all fucked up too because i was yeah, like yeah it goes no. to mess <laughs> oh man <laughs> Message is you wild. <laughs> no, because no bullshit. I was like, she's got to be like, I'm not saying due to her looks. Fuck you, Jeff. I'm saying, I'm saying like the way she fought. I was like, she's got to be older like... than she is. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, I think she's got to be like 34. Like she's like 28. They're the same age. These two it's women insane. are the same exact age. God damn. She she looked like way older, a lot less fighting there. She just I didn't think she looked good at all. Zalgis Zumagulov versus Joshua Van. This one went split. I thought I thought it should not have gone split. Also, Zalgis Zamagulov is not the ugliest motherfucker. Zumagulov. <laughs> well, not that, but well, you, <laughs> terrible hair. Um, no, he is just not lived up to this hype, man. He I don't even know if he is gonna stay on the roster after this one. He's been he's been on a skid and 
He honestly just has not looked very good. <laughs> Did you say um, he's a skid? No, he's been on a skid. He's been on a skid. Um, he has not looked good. We'll start That's with you, Mikey. Good. We'll start with you, Mikey. Uh, How did you... I just want to say this is one, and I don't often get these right, the early prelims. With yeah, you called this guys one. With a lot of tape. I'm very proud to hang my hat on. I got this one right. And honestly, it wasn't even so much of the van shit because there was only so much tape on him. It was kind of like you were just alluding to, Max. I could not find a reason to pick Zalgas at all. Like yeah. the the ways the way he has lost his fights. I thought he was going to come into the UFC being a grappler, but the ways he's lost his fights is trying to be a striker, and it proved again to lose to a guy who's primarily a striker and Joshua Van a lot younger, and he just looked horrible. He looked outplaced. I I agree, it should not have been a split decision, but you know the refs are fucking absolute mongoloids. They're idiots, dude. They make horrible decisions every fucking week. They're yeah. straight morons. And I, I, yeah, he just looked completely outclassed to me. His UFC run has been next to abysmal. And I just, I don't think he's very good. I think he needs to go back to regional promotion. That's no shade I'm throwing because I, obviously, I couldn't box my fucking neighbor and she's like 90. But, <laughs> you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, he needs to rethink what's going on here because he has just looked horrible since he's entered the UFC. Yeah. Not to mention, we got we got a guy in Van here, Joshua Van. He looks good. He's only twenty one. He looks awesome. I thought he was really impressive. Um, Jeff, how did you feel about the Joshua Van performance? Yeah. Well, first off, hopefully Mike doesn't get us canceled for saying mongoloid. <laughs> that, if, that, if that's the thing that gets especially us canceled for out of this entire... fight, he might be Mongolian. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Well, technically, I think us. like I think like twenty percent of the world is so. All right, let's just power through it. Power through it. But yeah, Jefferson? I actually did not see this one because fucking seeing Zalgas pop up on my feed gives me nightmares. <laughs> so I yeah. couldn't watch this fight. <laughs> well, there you go. Do you hear what that says? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh <All right>. shit! <laughs> I thought it was a Mongolian. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> but but yeah, I I agree with you guys, dude. Van looked good for a twenty-one-year-old. He looked fucking sharp. I mean, he yeah. looked bleeps in this one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, he looked poised. <laughs> oh boy, he looked fucking great. Yeah, he did look great. Um, all right, next fight: Trevor Peak versus Chepe Mariscal. Chepe Mariscal is a fucking dog, dude. This fight was amazing. <laughs> this fight was this fucking was awesome. Fucking ridiculous. This was a great fight. Um. Trevor Peak is, yeah, dude. He he's a fucking hillbilly with mashed potatoes for brains, no fucking doubt, dude. <laughs> I right. mean, dude, the way he fights is fucking phenomenal. He fights like he pisses and piss jugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely. Um, yeah, there's, they're they're gonna he's gonna need to work on some fight IQ. I think. Uh, he definitely hits like a fucking brick because the sounds. Coming from these punches from both sides. I mean, him and Chepe must both hit like absolute bricks because these guys were. It, it was one of the more audible striking uh, matches that I've ever heard. I was extremely impressed with it. Um, Chepe you is just a. Didn't get a fight on a night bonus too. Yeah, I. I, I don't what think kind it, of robbery is that, dude? Well, they just happened to be in a card with Emmett Tapiria and Macy Barber versus Amanda Hebas. So, 
Trevor Peak's got a fucking hammer hand fucking Dana, <laughs> Dana Dude, White like a fucking so whack a <laughs> Dude, <laughs> those they're like, crazy. They're the little side strikes. Dude, I yeah. love them. And it was so funny that he started to. It was so funny that he started defending takedowns in the third round after he had to do it. Like he should have been doing it the whole time, and he couldn't. Those like judo throws from Chepe were impressive. Also, did you hear when um when Chepe got uppercutted into the nuts, and then DC was like, "Damn, he hit him right in the Chepe." <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not hear that part. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he said, and I thought that was fucking awesome. <laughs> But yeah, I'm right um, in the Chepe Chepe. <laughs> but yeah, dude, what a what a performance from Chepe. Uh, I think a lot of people were downplaying him, and I I figured that I I picked him because I mean we see Trevor Peak fight all the time, and if you're able to have I a chin, <laughs> if you're able to have a chin, you can survive uh, Trevor Peak because he he won't get knocked out, but he gasses out. And he also, he'll uh, get hit. yeah, he'll get hit for sure. He does not blo- move his big ass head at all. Um, yeah, and he can't defend fucking takedowns for shit. <laughs> only in the third round, though. <laughs> he's only in the so third top round he heavy, defend. dude. Yeah, dude, he's um, fucking crazy. Mikey, your thoughts on this one, real quick? Yeah, just a great fight to ignite the card. I I loved it, start to finish. Yeah. Great fight. Um. Also, oh, he looks like a fucking Minecraft character, which adds <laughs> he does. on to no, it. He, really, he looks like a Roblox <laughs> character, I think. Yeah. Um, Jamal Emmers versus Jack Jenkins. That was a great fight. Jack Jenkins is quite the prospect. I'm impressed with him for sure. And then Cedrique Dumas versus Cody Brundage. Mikey, we'll let you have this one before we finish just to explain Courtney's thoughts on this fight and everything. I honestly think she just researched a little bit. She kept telling me on the ride home from dinner how scary this guy looked, and then she watched a couple of his interviews, and she was sold. And I was trying to convince her out of it, which I'm glad she didn't listen. I'm like, Brundage is way better. Like, yeah, it's not a good pick. And he looked sloppy. Oh, he looked he fucking horrible. Yeah, he looked horrible. And I wanted to touch real, real quick before we get off on the last fight too. Um, what a fucking horrible performance from Jamal Emmers in that third round, huh? Like, that was tough. you go into the third round, and you're assuming maybe you won one of the two rounds. You definitely didn't win both, or maybe you lost both rounds. And then you fucking try to put on a wrestling clinic in the third round. Like, you need a finish or a definitive round three win. What the hell was that? Horrible round know. three from Jamal Emmers. Yeah, that was that was really rough. Um, I don't know what that was, to be honest with you. But, yeah, not But I will ideal. say, dude, the fucking body work in that fight, phenomenal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first two rounds, you look good. I don't Actually, know what... throughout this whole card, there was crazy body work. All Dude, the Trevor, Peak, the Trevor Peak fight had some where they were just throwing <laughs> uppercuts to the gut. To the fucking chippies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right to the chippe. Um, Yeah. So, good call there by Courtney. Shout out to her. Hopefully, we can get her on the pod again soon. That was really a ton of fun. Uh, and make sure you mention, Max, we got a real poop fest coming on this weekend. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one coming up. Um, should we even dare to men- to just look ahead real quick? I I want to do it. Strickland. I mean, the opening Mayweather. fight. Why the fuck is Blagoy even off still fighting? <laughs> Blagoy even off Ivan Romanov or Alexander Romanov. That's gonna be just a sloppy, sloppy wrestling match. It's gonna be a rough one to watch. Oh yeah, and then dude, oh, God. wait. Romano's? Oh my god! 
He's the first guy. Yeah, the polar bear. Dude. Boys, Goram Kuta Kaledze versus Elvis Brenner. Goram Kuta Kaledze versus Elvis Brenner is going to be a fucking banger. Dude, I can't believe the fall my man has had. I I honestly was I was Romanov's number one fan, and he really fucking pulled a Jared Solinger on us and just got fat. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out to Legend there. Whoa. There's there's some there's some I mean Michael Morales is fun. Um, what I was gonna say is uh, there's gonna be I think some violent good fights, but I think there's just gonna be some wonky shit that happens. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of just weird shit's gonna go on, I feel. Yeah. UFC on ESPN. I wonder, do you know where it's happening? Uh, fucking the Apex, brother. God damn. Of course. God damn. The best, oh, the best that. fucking fight, fight venue in the world. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's the worst. All right. Well, we'll have to get some motivation to cover that card. Um, Thank you all for listening. We will be back later in the week to preview that uh, pile of dog shit that will be happening on Saturday. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon. And peace.